Hello and welcome to a very special Vor-themed episode of Sounds About Light. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And you're the one who said that. Yeah. And yet I'm the one who said it on the podcast. That's right. You can't prove it in a court of law. <laughs> um, well, now now I'm in trouble. What have I done? It's it's the it's the one where they get vored. Yay! Yay! I don't think any. Uh, let me let me go through in my brain. Have they ever been vored in any other game? Probably, but nothing's coming to mind immediately. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> we're on foot watch. We're on vore watch. This is turning into a a very uh, uh, gross Kingdom Hearts podcast. We're the gross one. <laughs> well, there's no there's no other ones, but we're the gross one too. <laughs> we gotta we gotta find our space in this in this uh this network of of kingdom hearts podcasts if anyone if anyone goes online and says is there is there a gross one that that fixates on weird things that need not be fixated upon yes it's us hello that's right this is the one that wants sort of jam the key down <laughs> the <Rob's> mouth. um <laughs> But Sam, before we go on, I, you know, I, I've been thinking about it all week and I wanted to heal the rift between us that I created last week. Oh, I forgot. We weren't going to do another episode. Yeah, we weren't going to do it. I tricked you here. Yeah. Well, we're already here. <laughs> we're already here. And um, so I, I'm, I'm going to make it up to you. But first, you need to put this blindfold on. Okay. Uh, let me look around because I am going to. I'm not going to pretend to. Here, let me. Oh, here, let me help you. I, I okay, here you go. Yep. There's the blindfold. I could just close my eyes, but I have shoved a pillow over my face. Okay, great. All right, now open your open your mouth. Ah. All right, just eat a little bit of this. Um, okay. And now I'm eating some, and we're good to go now. Now everything's good. Okay. Um. <laughs> it was uh, sour. It is sour. Yeah, that's the taste of a palpu fruit. Now you have to do this podcast with me. Oh, because our destinies are linked forever. I should have known from how gigantic it was as it was being shoved into my <laughs> mouth. Don't take that out of context. Uh, so yeah, no. Now we have to do the podcast, whether or not you want to. Uh, we, you know, I think that's what it means when you eat a pau fruit together. <laughs> that's why Sora and Kyrie have that podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what is Sora and Kyrie's podcast? Because it can't be about Kingdom Hearts. What is it about? Boats. <laughs> Boats, shells. Boats, shells, rafts. Racing on the beach. Mm-hmm. Hitting, uh, hitting things with other things. Finding big doors in a cave and thinking it's lame. Well, wait, now this is just a podcast about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. I, I take back everything but boats. It's just about boats. Yeah, just about Speaking boats. of boats... Whoop. Nope. No, it isn't. Speaking of <laughs> Kingdom Hearts... <laughs> What was was that going to be? (laughs) Well, I was thinking about Monstro and how Monstro eats them in in their boat, but they're not in a boat. They're in their gummy ship. No, they're in a gummy ship. There's no boats to be found. No, wait. Yes, there is. There is a boat in this part. It was a good transition. I'm, well, yeah, I'm happy for you and your good transition. Yeah, the, the segue works best when it takes a full minute. Speaking of boats, this is the one where Riku is in a boat. That's true. So there, <laughs> this is uh, what's on the what's on the docket today. We got we got more Traverse Town. We got Agrabah, where you stop playing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, then we got we got Monstro, 
And, oh, I wrote down here Atlantica question mark. I can just go ahead and nope. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even know that was there because I was a good boy this week. <laughs> you yeah, you you didn't betray me by what you you saw Atlantica and you got mm. scared off because of the rumors. That's right. <laughs> what what rumors? Well, number one, there's not a foot to be found. Hmm. That sucks. <laughs> what? I'm actually curious. Do you know what the what the Atlantica thing is? There's two things. I don't. Is it the that Atlantis movie? Did they that make it into Kingdom Hearts? No, no. Atlantica is Little Mermaid. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. There's there's Atlantica and Kingdom Hearts one and Kingdom Hearts two. A land of contrasts between those two versions of it. Hmm. But in Kingdom Hearts one, it's simply bad to play. But you know what? The more I watch of this, the more I kind of think, maybe it's all bad to play. Kingdom Hearts 1 seems bad to play. <laughs> but you know what? I I, th- I think I probably already said this. I, I replayed it not that long ago, and it, it was more fun than I thought it would be. 2 mm-hmm. is where it's really good. I do also, I mentioned the Let's Play. I do want to, just for the for the sake of of dignity, I do want to say whose Let's Play that is. Oh, yeah. Because I, I keep mentioning it and then forgetting to say. Uh, Source Spy 91 is the one who posted Kingdom Hearts Final Mix full game, 60 FPS, no commentary. One, two, three, four things I was looking for. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're coming out of... Where did we end up last time? Tarzan. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Come right. out of Tarzan. How could I forget the betrayal? Uh, <laughs> Tarzan gives Sora a keychain. Yep. There, was that so hard to wait for? No, yeah, I, well, I, I love, I love chains, as I've mentioned, and uh-huh. and I love keys. So a keychain is the best of both worlds. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I do like the. We're. I don't think we need to spend very much time talking about the the keyblades that Sora gets over the course of the games. But I like the Tarzan one. It's like a weird, like rickety skeleton key <laughs> made of like bones and wood. Yeah. it's... I, wait, I don't think I actually got to see it in what I was looking oh, at. Oh, yeah, yeah, they probably wouldn't have shown it to you. Well, yeah. never mind. It's good. Okay, moving okay. on. They go back to Traverse Town uh, to ask Leon ab- about those gummy blocks. I love these stupid fucking Leon conversations. Shit, I don't know if you would have gotten that. No, in the they, same they gave form this to I me because my, my note is Leon does Sam's job because Leon just like explains the lore of Kingdom Hearts for a little while to, to, to Sora <laughs> and the gang. I'm guessing, though, that you didn't see what I saw, which is that Sora asks Leon, what's this gummy block? And he just, like, covers his face and turns away and and gives Sora the dot, 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 dot. No, I did not get that. Oh, man. <laughs> and Aerith is just like, oh, you should just ask Sid. He'll probably know. <laughs> then Leon gives Sora this rock, which is called Earthshine, which he says holds a mysterious power. And Sora's like, oh, how do you use it? And Leon just covers his face and turns his back on Sora and gives him the dot, 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 dot. He just can't bring himself to admit to a child that he doesn't know something. Is that... Massive L for Leon in this one. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking loser. That's... That's so weird. Is that... I mean, is that a... Is that, like, a tr- cultural thing that I don't understand? Or, or what, what, what's it... Is it just, just weird writing? I think... I think that he's just he just doesn't like to admit that he doesn't know something. I oh, think he's just right. got a lot of a lot of pride. Okay, I kind of get that. All right. Yeah, let's see. Do I have anything else about this scene? Uh when they when they walk into the secret waterway where Leon and Aerith are 
Aerith says, this place is so mysterious. <laughs> Great observation. Yeah. It's a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- this is, this is where we first learn about the, uh, the hearts of worlds and why they have to lock all the keyholes. They basically tell Sora the same thing that Donald and Goofy told him, which was, yeah, just keep, go on this adventure. You'll probably get whatever you're looking for in the process. Why not? Sure. Yeah. And this, this raised kind of a question that I have, and I think I continued to have throughout this whole section, which was like, um, when Leon's talking about it, he makes it sound like if if the Heartless get to the heart of a world, the planet's just gone forever. Mm. But that doesn't seem like probably what actually happens. Because that's confusing because, like, you know, Jafar later on really wants to do this, and he says it's, it'll help him rule the world. So I'm, mm-hmm. not, I just, I'm curious what actually happens when the Heartless get to the heart, get to the mm. heart of the world. So... The thing about that that I think is kind of interesting, going back to what we talked about before of, like, characters having incomplete information, Jafar is just straight up wrong about (laughs) what the keyhole does. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just assumes that it will give him power somehow. But no, the the Heartless, the worlds don't get destroyed exactly. Mm. We'll we'll get more into that another time, but they, they, they... Sink into darkness, essentially, is what happens. Got it. Okay, that that makes more sense. I kind of thought maybe Jafar was just wrong, but it it was confusing that he, he he seemed pretty confident. But I guess that's his thing. Yeah i I think that Maleficent. I actually I don't remember if Maleficent knows what the keyholes do, or if she was like if she was also wrong, or if she was like intentionally misleading the other villains. Hmm. She, yeah, she definitely seems like she knows more about this than they do. Yeah, it, it it would appear it appears so. Uh oh, a little bit of this gets kind of mixed up because there's some stuff that I I think I mentioned in the first episode, but uh somewhere in here uh Sid, oh yeah, Sid agrees to put the the gummy block on their ship to give it new navigation routes if they go deliver a book for him, uh which he says was brought in by an old man. Uh mm. So they take the book to Merlin. I think this is where you probably will have seen the cutscene where Sora sees Kyrie in the old house. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is this is where where Merlin shows up and this is a a weird 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 point that I have made a note of because I don't know the answer to this question. Merlin walks in and they they give him the book from Sid that he wanted Sid to restore because it was all messed up. And he says he doesn't even know where the book came from. He just found it in his bag one day. And that has never come up since. Huh. And I don't know if, like so many things, I don't know if that matters, but I have written it down in my list of mysteries uh, because I think that it potentially could be very important for very stupid reasons. But... Mm-hmm. For now, all we need to know is this is the Hundred Acre Wood book. Okay, I mean, would, would would you have seen any of it? I I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see him talk about the book or anything. No. Okay. Uh. But yeah. So basically, what's going to happen is Sora is going to find pages from this book over the course of his adventure, and he'll come back to Traverse Town, throw him in the book, and then he has little mini game adventures with Pooh. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. I think I think I scrubbed through the theater mode cutscenes a little bit and saw that that will come up at some point. So we'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, meanwhile, the fairy godmother uh, looks at the Earthshine rock that Leon gave him and tells him that it is a creature whose world was destroyed by the Heartless, but he had such a strong heart that instead of vanishing, he became a summon gem. Uh, so she teaches Sora how to channel the spirit of the creature in this gem, and it's Simba from Lion King. And she says, uh, if if Simba's world is ever restored, he will just return there, good as new. So keep keep that in mind for your question of uh, what happens to destroyed worlds. Okay. All <laughs> because right. to some extent, the answer is, eh, it's fine. Okay, great. <laughs> C- cool. <laughs> Uh, I think I think that's it for more gameplay stuff. I think we're then syncing back up in theater mode because this is where we meet Riku again. Yeah, and then Sora does what I do to all of my friends when I see them for the first time in a while, which is I shove my thumbs in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he does do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that uh, whenever you see your friend for the first time in a while... You do an anime sword slash, and then you hold that pose facing away from them for three seconds. Oh, that's what Riku does, right? Because, yeah. No, 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 Sora does that to Riku. Does he do that to Riku? Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess that's yeah, true. Cause yeah, because Riku, Riku, like, rescues them from some Heartless. He's got a cool sword now, uh, which I, I'll come back to in a second. They they kind of talk about, like, oh, where's Kairi? Riku's like, ah, don't worry about it, we'll find her. So Riku's being all smug, he's like... I've got this under control, Sora. You can you can trust you can trust me. I've I'll keep you safe from these monsters. And then one of the heartless like pops up behind him, and then Sora's like, "Hacha!" And he's <laughs> Sora like turns around and like poses with the keyblade, and he's like, "You were saying, yeah." I thought that I was like, you know what, Sora? That was pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, Riku's weapon is is a very interesting piece of piece of gear in Kingdom Hearts because it is not a keyblade. I noticed that, yeah. I actually thought literally until this week that it was a keyblade, but it's not a keyblade. <laughs> yeah. It is uh as far as I can tell the the like lore books and stuff just call it a, a sword or just a generic weapon. It's called a uh, Soul Eater and nice. it looks like a creepy monster wing and it has an eye in the hilt. Yeah, it's very uh, Soul Edge, I guess, from Soul yeah, Calibur. Yeah, the design of Soul Eater raises some very interesting questions uh, that some of them will become relevant way down the line. But my number one question right now is, uh, well, actually, I got two questions for now. Where did this come from? I'm assuming Maleficent created it. That and was my why assumption. can he kill Heartless with it? Because it's not a Keyblade. And that I don't actually know. Oh, can you only kill Heartless with Keyblades? Well, it's it's kind of unclear because Sora, when he has his wooden sword, it just like slides around the Heartless and like can't even hit them. It's not until he gets the Keyblade that he can hit them at all. But doesn't, I think Leon kills him with his Gunblade. Mm. Yeah, I've never really understood the rules for how that works. I don't know if there's any lore behind that. I think it's how the sword has to have a certain level of coolness to be able to kill the Heartless. <laughs> you don't think that wooden sword was cool as fuck? No, I don't think so. I think it's got to be... But his mom made it for him. Yeah, but it's got to be something like a gun that's a sword 
or a sword that has all this has a fucking eye in it. You know, I think that's I think that's the requirement. Sora's Sora's wooden sword was made with love, and yeah. it can give you splinters. Mm, I hadn't You're telling that. me that's not cool. I hadn't considered that. Maybe maybe there's something. My working theory all this time has basically been that. Uh, you can defeat Heartless with any weapon as long as you're, like, in proximity of a Keyblade. Because hmm. that would explain why, like, Donald and Goofy can fight them. But, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it, there, it might be that there's no answer to it and I'm thinking about it too much. I bet that may be the case. <laughs> or maybe it's, like, magic. Maleficent imbued the Soul Eater with magic. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the case, he has it. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking cool. It is it's very cool like like riku is yeah he's he's a he's a sexy guy he's just a sexy guy I still don't like saying uh, that about a child but i'm quoting himself i i, <laughs> I know um, what happens donald like tries to introduce himself but sora is like get the fuck out of the way donald i'm talking to my friend my actual friend but then but then donald's also kind of a prick to riku too <laughs> well that's that's just Donald. Yeah, because like they're like, can Riku come? And Donald's like, no, <laughs> no, he can't. Oh yeah, I <laughs> my notes aren't super clear. I don't remember what actually happened. I just wrote that uh, Sora is being distracted by what a dick Donald is being. Yeah, no, it's because like they're like he like refuses to let Riku come with him, and I was I I was like, is it just that Donald doesn't want more people to be? you know, breaking the rules and going to planets or does he like sense that Riku's like a bad, like a dark, a dark boy. He can tell that Riku is dark. And the trouble with that is that their ship runs on happy faces and Riku's just not going to pull his weight. Oh, that's true. Riku can't make a happy face and (laughs) Sora can't shove his thumbs in his mouth the whole time. Right. Because Sora is also busy fighting Donald for the controls. That is a weirdly recurring thing in, in like, gummy ship navigation cutscenes that I don't think you'll be seeing. No. Um, yeah, they, they need to get Riku his own, uh, like, a sidecar that runs on grimaces and smirks. <laughs> yeah, there should be able to be a dark gummy ship. <laughs> the name doesn't seem like it really works. Get in uh, my gummy. My dark gummy. The evil gummy, the gummo. There, you you did it. You got it in one. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you think gummo is an imposing evil name? <laughs> yeah, it's just how you say it. Gummo, get in, get in the. Uh oh, it's like uh like my my shotgun. It's like a play on something gun related. Oh, okay. Now that's yeah. cool. Now that is that'll cool. kill a heartless. Yeah, <laughs> that would yes, cool enough to kill uh, a heartless. <laughs> So Goofy is like, Goofy all proudly is like telling Riku like, Sora's the Keyblade Master. And Riku's like, the Keyblade Master, huh? And he like takes the Keyblade from Sora when he's not looking. This is the first of of many people that just happen to have something in their hand suddenly throughout this part. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of of theft. There's a lot of, yeah, just like yoinking that we don't get to see. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's hard to animate you got to do it off screen yeah i i really did like uh sora getting all excited telling riku like you gotta see our awesome rocket <laughs> yeah yeah sora 
Sora's Sora's pretty great. Uh, Sora and Riku, uh, or Sora and Donald rather, get a little a little argument about whether Riku can come. But then he looks up, and Riku's gone. Yeah. See you later, Edge Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but not not that much later. No. We go to the uh, this like weird. I don't know what it's supposed to. I think it's referred to as like the abandoned house, even though it's just like some house in Traverse Town. But uh, Sid is like, "Oh, have you have you heard of the witch Maleficent?" I I don't really remember what their deal is with her. Leon th- thinks that she's the reason the Heartless are here. Yeah, Aerith they call says her, she's they been also... using them for years now, apparently, and calls her an evil fairy, which is she not is. a thing. I didn't know that she was a fairy. Yeah, I, I I only know it because of Kingdom Hearts, but yeah, Maleficent is canonically a fairy, like the uh, the three, uh, what are they called? They have a name, uh, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether from Sleeping Beauty. They might just be yeah. like the good fairies. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I've seen, I've watched that movie a bunch as a kid. I don't remember that, but, yeah, you know. She is the the bad fairy. Okay. Um. Yeah, Sid, Sid and Leon say that Maleficent destroyed their world with Heartless nine years ago. Put a pin in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say that their leader was a wise man named Ansem who studied the Heartless. And uh, his reports uh, might have information on how to get rid of them. But unfortunately, they were collectathoned all over the worlds. Is it on purpose that Ansem's name is an anagram for Mensa? <laughs> <laughs> You know, smart, he's the smartest. I've never guy. thought about it, but the second you said "is it on purpose," I was like, "Oh, his name's an anagram for Mensa, isn't it?" Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a if there's a like a secret etymology for Ansem. Let's go to the wiki. I, yeah, I. <laughs> uh, there is nothing on the wiki about the meaning of his name, so it's probably an anagram of Mensa. Yeah, Nomura, big Mensa guy. <laughs> I mean, you have to be in Mensa to truly, truly understand the plot of Kingdom Hearts. That's right. And that's why that's why we started the pod, is to recruit you, listener, to Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> We're both in Mensa. That was the whole point of this whole thing this whole time. Yeah. Please give us the money that you need to give for Mensa. Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, it's $100 a person. Yep. What else? Uh, oh, that's, that's the only other note that I have for this conversation, except... Uh, Oh, no, I, I will say Sid speculates that Maleficent might have taken all the pages, which is basically the game's way of saying, you'll get a page after each, each boss battle. Right. Okay. I love that this whole scene, Donald is like impatiently tapping his foot on the floor and there's just this like soft web, like pat, 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 pat <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> That's good. Great detail. Yeah. Then we cut outside, and Maleficent is standing with Riku, and she's like, It seems that Sora has replaced you with new friends. And the framing of this scene fucking kills me, because Goofy is looking directly out the window <laughs> at like, They're like three feet away, and their windows are huge. <laughs> they're just standing there, and Goofy's like, Hey, Sora, I think that's Riku and Maleficent. Yeah. It's, I, <clears throat> I love this anytime this shows up in anything, because it is always just like, they're they're just gonna see you but in this case especially so because yeah goofy's looking straight at them <laughs> i guess uh may- maybe it, you know it's a very brightly lit room it is dark outside sure. i don't know yeah so 
Maleficent is is like she's manipulating Riku. You know how it goes. It he's replaced you. He doesn't need you anymore. Uh so she she says you're bet you're better off without that wretched boy and convinces Riku to join forces with her. Which had it seems like he already kinda had, but yeah, now, I now think, even more I so. think she up to this point had Oh no no no, I'm sorry. Yeah. He he had already joined forces with her. This was just her sort of getting him to believe that Sora is not only not only does he not need to go back to Sora, but Sora might even be perhaps his enemy. <gasps> That's right. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. Uh, very easily manipulated that Riku. Yeah. Yeah, he he <laughs> he doesn't take a lot of convincing. No. But I guess <laughs> especially considering, I mean, you know, it it always needs to be said, this is a game for children. Yeah. But even as a kid, I was always like, Riku, you fucking idiot. Like, you talked to Sora. He was clearly so excited to see you. He celebrated by putting his thumbs in your mouth. Like, you really think that he's replaced you? I mean, if anything, this this would have made more sense if Maleficent was like, the duck must die. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's maybe more fair. That duck that's a jerk that doesn't want you around. I'm gonna pluck that duck. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but you know, they did plant the seeds that maybe Riku's a little jealous of Sora, so maybe, so, yes. maybe Riku just wants to beat up Sora anyway. Yes, and I, I really, I really like the dynamic between Riku and Sora, where you, you definitely get that sense that's like Riku is used to beating Sora at everything, right? So th- this this new thing where like Sora's got this weapon that Riku doesn't have, he's suddenly like a, a badass who does a, a sword slash and then holds the pose. He's got a cool duck friend and a cool dog friend. Every- yeah, Riku's just like, well, this isn't right. Yeah, and then I think also just the Kyrie stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good. I I think that the. The manipulation is a little too easy, it feels like, but I think it also makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, it is definitely for children, which we're definitely... And Sora in- is a wretched boy. I mean, look at what he's wearing. <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> so, Sid... Uh, oh, this is where the game uh, becomes playable. On a- <laughs> I haven't mentioned up to this point that every time you travel in your gummy ship... You have to go through, like, a shooter section in the ship. I remember this, yeah. But even, like, if you're flying back from, like, deep jungle to Traverse Town, you have to do the shooting section to Wonderland and then also to Traverse Town? God, yeah. So this is is where Sid is like, oh, here, let me give you fast travel. Thank God. (laughs) Thank you, Sid. It's always, I mean, I, games don't do this I, as much anymore, but it is always such a mistake It's to not yeah. just, if you're gonna have it, just have it. Yeah, this is what, it's really weird, because you get it so early that there's really only like three or four times that you need to travel like that. I, right. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just give you that from the start, but it's only in this game, thankfully. <laughs> uh, So, I don't, this... Uh, I don't know if this would have been in in um in theater mode because I don't remember how plot important it is. 
Do you get the boss fight here in Traverse Town? Well, yeah, I do. Like, uh, Aerith is just like, there's bells ringing. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, and like, it's like, okay, cool. And then they find the big keyhole and then the boss shows up. Um, the bells are ringing at the old gizmo shop, she says. <laughs> Wonder why it went out of business. Yeah. Yeah. The, the boss fight, I think, is worth talking about for two specific reasons. Reason number one, the boss is fucking stupid. It's just the, the like, suit of armor that you fought the first time in Traverse Town, but now its hands become feet, its feet become hands, and its torso flips upside down. <laughs> yeah, because you have, you have to do two forms, it looks like, right? Yeah, it's it's just such a weird little, like, like you you kind of, like, beat it up a little bit, and it, like, falls apart, and you're like, ha ha ha, and then it's like, uh-oh hand feet you're like oh no not hand feet (laughs) i can never beat that peak boss design um the other thing that i think is worth talking about is that uh traverse town as i mentioned before is not a world in the realm of light Mm -hmm. but it still has a heart and a keyhole it's true so this is not a thing that the games have ever like really dug into And this is kind of like a a thing that I'm sort of formulating as we go, but it seems to suggest that, like, we don't, I don't know that we really know the nature of the world's, like, has, has fucking Wonderland always existed since the beginning of time, I don't know. But we, we know that Traverse Town was, like, assembled by refugees more or less recently, but it has its own keyhole and heart, which seems to suggest that, like, if people congregate in a particular space for a long time with enough people it will like aggregate into a heart which i think is interesting it's interesting i think that like tracks with a lot of other like fiction and um i guess just concepts of spirituality that exist so yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think that makes sense yeah i don't i don't know how much that sort of concept will come up after this but it's possibly something worth keeping in mind i don't know maybe yeah um what else uh sora goes back to the the coliseum surely that's not in yours no okay good moving on then um (laughs) we go to agrabah uh oh yeah this is where jafar is like uh the heartless are out looking for the keyhole uh he says like once the keyhole is ours this world will be mine or something like that yeah, this uh, is, and, Iago, I, and I th- and this is where I throw my I throw my controller on the ground and I, <laughs> t- <laughs> I turn it off. Do you happen to remember what exact point you I stopped just, playing, or was I, it, or was I, it just like a one day you you logged off and never logged back on? I, I was fighting some like little Agrabah heartless, and I think doing some bad platforming again. And I think I just fell off something and, like, was back at the bottom again, and I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Once once you go into the Cave of Wonders, I, I'm guessing is where that is, because that's, uh, that's where there's, like, cliffs that you can fall off of, and you, like, land in, in like, the dark, wet pool at the bottom of... I could have said that better, but I didn't. Yeah, I I definitely remember that part being pretty annoying. I think it's early, I think it's even earlier than that. I think it's like some more basic platforming, but I think I oh, was like just in the fe- town in the town. I think I was just fed up. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, a surprising amount of platforming in this game where the platforming is not so good. 
It's it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like games need to get better at staying in their lane. I I've always been a a person who gets very mad anytime I'm playing a game and it's like, oh, it's the stealth section. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. I mean, sure. Yeah, the the developers didn't design this as a stealth game, but sure, why wouldn't the stealth part be good? Yeah, like the best you can hope for in a game like that is that it's just like basically a cutscene that you walk slowly through, but that still sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't Kingdom Hearts have good platforming when they didn't put time and effort into putting good platforming in it? God, there, there is. I can think of one mandatory awful stealth section in one Kingdom Hearts game, but I, th- I think <laughs> I think that's it. Uh these games sometimes anyway <laughs> uh maleficent says that uh oh uh iago who they did get gilbert gottfried to voice him in the, I, in the game i thought so because he sounded great yeah uh he says that jasmine is missing uh but jafar says it doesn't matter uh all we need is the keyhole maleficent says no you idiot we need all seven princesses of heart to open the final door what is yeah. that yeah. don't remember <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I, I that that did I I did notice that I I, th- I think I might know what that is, but but we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on doors in this that I don't remember. I mean, I guess it feels obvious because it's he's got a key for a sword. Yeah, you gotta but, open a door. <laughs> when I think about like the mythos of Kingdom Hearts, I don't really fixate on like. And of course, there's the big door. It's like I said, there's door I, lore. You got key lore. You got door lore. You got key lore and door lore. I mean, there is a big door. God damn it. Fuck off. Fuck this game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, Maleficent kind of warns Jafar, like, if he if he's too careless in his use of the darkness, uh, he might get consumed by the Heartless. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> you know, I like I like in this game how they they kind of try to find ways to sort of tie in the specific Disney world to the themes of the story that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that they're, they're doing this thing where it's like, Oh, Jafar, don't, don't overuse the heartless. When of course we know that his lust for power turns him into a genie. Right. It's and that's good. his undoing. Yeah. 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 It's good. Uh, and then we get one of the funniest shots in the game, which is Jasmine <laughs> just like kneeling behind two watermelons. <laughs> Well, and that's fine because it'll, it'll come up again later. But I, I, my, my main theory is that Heartless are really bad at finding things. They, I mean, yeah, we, we, we know that before the start of the game, there are a bunch of uh, keyholes that they do find. But I don't know that we ever see them find a keyhole in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that they just like had like a long time to find it. The times they found it. <laughs> right when there was no person with a keyblade stopping them they're yeah. like they're like yeah you know it took us about eight years but we did eventually destroy pinocchio land right yeah because like you see yeah because she's behind the watermelons and then it's even funnier when sora and donald and goofy find her yeah she's just like standing next to some boxes <laughs> yeah you can see her from like two different angles from the camera view that you're at like it's <laughs> she's not hiding at all also jafar when he 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 like sends Yago to look for uh, uh, J- Jasmine, and he summons some heartless to go with him. 
And he summons them, like, right next to that fruit stand. <laughs> yeah. No, they're right there. Oh, well. She's 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 very hidden. <laughs> I mean, even, even Maleficent doesn't see her, so I guess she's the true master of stealth. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, maybe it's just our perspective is is bad, you know. <laughs> That's true. Maybe there's another pile of fruit in front of her that we just didn't notice and That's we just right. saw her through it. Maybe Maleficent has cataracts and it's really tragic. She's pretty old. She's probably got cataracts. That's why that's why she wants to open the final door to fix her cataracts. It's yeah, the the door to the eye doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's why she's so obsessed with darkness. It's all she can see. Oh wow. It's all coming yeah. together. Okay. That's depressing. Yeah. Uh so Sora, yeah, Sora just finds Jasmine standing with boxes, posing with boxes. Yeah. Uh <laughs> You know what? I think I think I might actually have to take away the the mantle of Master of Stealth from her because she meets this rando and she's just like, "Oh, hello, I'm Jasmine, the daughter of the Sultan." <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's supposed to be hiding because she knows the whole city's after her. I am an enemy of the evil Vizier Jafar. You don't work for him, by the way, do you? <laughs> no, thank God. I have to stop leading with that. Yeah, yeah. So she says that. Uh, uh, a charming young street rat helped her escape, and Jafar is just standing on a ledge above them, and he's like, ah, street rat, you say? <laughs> yeah, I wrote down that his line reads are really good, in in general, that guy's bringing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they have a fight, and then that's that. Mm -hmm. They eventually end up in Aladdin's hideout, and they steal all of his megalixers and gummy blocks, which seems like bad form. <laughs> really? That's really funny. <laughs> where, did, where did Aladdin get a Megalixer anyway? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it feels like that would have been worth a lot more down in the market when he stole it than like an apple or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if he if he ever needs to replenish his mana, an apple's not going to do that for you. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, also the, the magic carpet is here. It's inexplicably just stuck under a box. <laughs> that's sad it's a very box centric world so far <laughs> uh yeah they they like set it free they follow it out of town and it gives them a ride to the uh the sort of entrance of the cave of wonders this is dare i say one of the worst moments in all of kingdom hearts to me is yep. they arrive and Aladdin and Abu are sinking in quicksand. Yeah, I wrote I wrote that Aladdin's getting owned by the desert, and just like inexplicably when they show up. He, yeah, he he just tripped. So you you arrive and it's like, oh, we we got to help this guy out of the hole. But then some heartless show up and you fight them off. And then what happens is you go into a cutscene where Aladdin is like like shoulder deep in quicksand eyes closed as if he's like unconscious <laughs> but then more heartless pop up and Sora's like uh-oh two more heartless and Aladdin just like gets up out of the quicksand just stands to his feet rubs the lamp and wishes for genie to get rid of the heartless yeah and that's his first wish yeah <laughs> It's 
It's very strange. This is a weird cutscene. I yeah, I didn't. I don't like any of these cutscenes in this part. To be honest, <laughs> they they could they could be a mixed bag, but this is one that I remember always pissing me off. It's I don't I don't I mean I know they have to introduce the G. Just have there be more heartless, at least. I don't know. Yeah, right. Or or anything. I don't know. Anything else? Uh, <laughs> anything else would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but now we meet the genie. Boy, do we. And it's not It's not Robin Williams. They couldn't get him. Surprise. Is, is, uh, it, is it Dan Castellaneta? It is Dan Castellaneta. He does play Genie in the uh, the direct to video sequels. God, he, it just it's just Homer Simpson. It's just it, Homer Simpson doing. It's kind of just Homer Simpson. <laughs> Wish number one coming right up. I don't think he's a bad genie. No, I. But I think it does throw into sh- into a sharp relief to me that maybe the genie's a bad character. <laughs> Right, Genie's not a great character. Robin Williams is just a very funny guy. I think is the point. Yeah, it's like, and obviously, like you know, he's the voice of Homer Simpson. He's funny, but he cannot do the Robin Williams like uh, shtick. I don't know. And and I think the other problem is that they don't have the. I mean, I'm. We all know that a lot of Genie's stuff in the movie was Robin Williams improvising, but I imagine that there was a lot that wasn't improvised. And yeah, yeah we have neither Robin Williams nor the Aladdin writers <laughs> for this Genie. So he's he's mostly just fast-paced annoying. Yeah, it, I <laughs> the other thing I wrote about this section is it's you're just watching knockoff Aladdin at this point for like a while. And it's that's, that's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and that's, it's <laughs> and that's but you know, but I think this is notable to me because I would say that the other worlds so far haven't been just watching the movie with yeah, the Sora you know, there. It's like everyone loves Genie. They're like, well, we got to have Genie do his thing. He's like such a big character. Yeah, but yeah, you you really do just get knockoff Genie voiced by admittedly a great voice actor. Yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not. But doing uh, it. yeah, does does not. Does not hit. Mm-mm. Sorry, Dan. Uh, but yeah, he he tells Aladdin like, uh, "You you still got two more wishes. What what do you want?" Aladdin says like, "Well, I think I think I'll wish to be a prince like in the movie, but we'll hold off until we get back to Agrabah in case there's any gameplay to deal with first. <laughs> <laughs> and they they ask like, oh why do you want to be a prince and he's like oh well i want to impress pr- the princess jasmine and they're like oh right she's being kidnapped right now <laughs> yeah, yeah i like that and i also like that aladdin just because it's me it's like aladdin knew there was stuff going on he just left jasmine to find treasure yeah meanwhile sora don and the goofy they do know that jasmine is being kidnapped and they just get on the magic carpet to go see where it has to take them <laughs> right I mean, you know, yeah, she's being kidnapped, but, like, when else are we going to get to ride on a magic carpet? That's a fair point, really. And they don't even really know her. Just She was just no. a girl behind some boxes they found. Yeah. They they fly back to Agrabah. Uh, we, we get more genie, and he's talking about being genie. And then Aladdin says, how about I wish you free at the end of the thing? All right? Like in the movie. 
Yep. There yeah. is one thing here that I think is interesting, which is that Genie, when they bring up the keyhole, Genie says, oh, yeah, I, I heard about that like a couple hundred years ago, but I don't remember where I heard about it. Yeah, weird. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's an all-powerful genie, so maybe he just knows about that stuff. Maybe. I I honestly think that might be important later, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, eventually, they find Jafar with Jasmine. He didn't, like, even really take her anywhere. No, he's just in the same spot. <laughs> he just, yeah, he, he just, like, walked through one loading zone, and there she is. Uh, Aladdin uses a second wish to save her, but, well, this is weird, because, oh, he, the wish does work, right? They it get does. Jasmine back. Yeah, for a second. But then Iago steals the lamp, <laughs> and then Genie drops Jasmine into a pot that grows legs? Yeah, that does happen. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Jesus, my fucking upstairs neighbors are jumping and bumping. Oh. That'll be fun. That's to fun. edit, okay. I couldn't hear yeah. it, but yeah. We we have a boss fight with the... Uh, Your neighbors. <laughs> it is weird. I do I do vaguely remember this boss fight, because you're, like, fighting the, like, the caterpillar of pots with legs, and I think you could hear Jasmine the whole time going, like, please don't... Please stop! <laughs> That's pretty funny. Please get me out of here. Yeah, they they ultimately chase Jafar back to the Cave of Wonders. This is a weird moment. Agrabah is weird. Yeah, the more I think about it. Because you get back to the cave and it's like the big like sand tiger head thing with the big mouth open. Mm-hmm. And it this whole scene like suggests to me that they like couldn't find a good way to communicate this in a cutscene because you arrive and the head comes out of the ground and then a text box just pops up and it says, the tiger head is being controlled by the heartless. You have to defeat the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I think that's them giving up, kind of. <laughs> this the, Maybe this is like the last world they worked on and they were like, I don't know. It's also we're, we're we're never gonna have the genie dialogue be as funny as it is in the movie. It's Whatever. also it's also really weird to me to go back to the Cave of Wonders um, for the climax instead of yeah. just like in like Jafar's throne room or something. Because it's like okay, so clearly they wanted to put the Cave of Wonders in the game. Why didn't Sora, Goofy, and Donald save Aladdin from the Cave of Wonders? If you wanted to show the Cave of Wonders like that, anyway, I don't know. It, yeah, it's all. It's also weird though because he has the the lamp and the carpet. So like when you when you meet him at the Cave of Wonders the first time, he's like, "Oh hi, I'm Aladdin. I I'm I found this lamp and carpet in the cave, but I'm coming back for more." Yeah, I don't. Yeah, none of it makes any sense. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Agrabah, not the best world in the game, but. Uh, there's another boss fight. I think this is our second of Agrabah, but not our last. <laughs> Ultimately, I, I don't think there's really much to say about exploring the Cave of Wonders. I don't think there's like any story to it. There's a big like circular chamber deep in the cave where Jafar brings Genie and Jasmine. He wishes for Genie to show him the keyhole, which he does. It's in that chamber. Convenient. Um <laughs> 
My first wish, genie, show me the keyhole. <laughs> it's like, please, Jafar. Not, the, not on the first date. Genie, I wish that you would post hole. <laughs> Genie's like, oh, uh, God, I have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he does it. When he gets the lamp, he's not just like, take us to the keyhole. <sighs> no. We'll That's... go on foot, and then you'll open up the the panel that reveals it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they get to Jafar. Uh, Maleficent is here, uh, and Sora runs in, and s- this is a, another big Kingdom Hearts meme moment, as he runs in and he sees Maleficent, and he says, wait a second, are you Maleficent? And she, she just fades out of existence. <laughs> I was just like, how did Sora just smiling at him and fades away? How would Sora know? I guess he got told about her, but yeah, you know, when someone tells me evil fairy, I think of like a very tall person with green skin. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. I... Again, because I don't think she looks like a fairy, and that's uh, whatever. She has green skin, right? I didn't make that up. I I think so. It's like it's 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 not. Yeah, it's pale and weird, if I remember right. Well, normally I would look this up in on Google, but fortunately I have. The Kingdom Hearts character book. files right here. I've been looking for an excuse to crack this fucker open. Oh, she well, has pale green skin. Well, I'm Googling it, and she looks like Angelina Jolie and just has very pale white skin. Yeah, but here's the main reason that I wanted to do this. Oh, listen to that. Nice. Nice. Look at how fucking big that book is. I paid good money for that thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a book so I could close it on a podcast. That's, I've bought a book for less, I think. <laughs> uh, so, what happens here? Jafar, uh, he tells them that Jasmine's one of the princesses who will open the door. We already knew that. I don't know why they repeated it. Sora didn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Sora didn't know that. Uh, he Jafar wishes for Genie to crush them, and then we have another boss fight. This boss fight is ridiculous for the fact that Genie, to his credit, as a as a being who is like magically obligated to fight Sora and friends, he just like mostly hovers in circles in the middle of the arena, covering his eyes and occasionally apologizing before punching you. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. It's what's whenever you go into a fight for me in the theater mode, it just goes black, and I hear some of the barks from the fight. Uh, so I and like Sora going like, Hah! and then I hear like, "Oh, sorry, Al," and that's it. <laughs> that's good though. I'm glad that they left in Genie apologizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I appreciated the context. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they they beat Jafar, uh, but he makes his his third wish third. First? Second? Second wish. Know. Second wish. Second wish. Oh, no, Jafar's third wish, yeah. Well, it's his final wish anyway, because he wishes to become a genie himself like movie. He falls down into a lava and platforms chamber for the fourth <laughs> boss fight. Yeah. What is this? Uh, they they beat the shit out of a bird, <laughs> which I, I did always feel bad about doing. <laughs> Because Yago is like flying around with the lamps, so you just have to like attack him in the air. Nice, uh, but yeah, eventually you capture Jafar in the lamp, and you get the first Ansem report. That's probably not in theater mode, is it? No, that's not. 
Well, I have I have the text written down here. It's not too long, so I'm just going to read it in a moment. But first, uh, Jasmine uh, is just like watching the fight when she gets kidnapped by someone off screen who we don't see. Yeah. Uh, when they go back and they find her missing. Uh, <laughs> I know that they're just like playing the exact same cutscene with the same model and everything. But the fact that Sora always has a like just a vacant smile on his face in the keyhole locking cutscene. <laughs> even even moments after Jasmine goes missing is it's very very unfitting, I would say. You can't help it. It's just a very pleasant thing to do. <laughs> it feels great. Yeah. Especially when you do put the keyhole in the keyblade in the uh the door's mouth. Yeah. But that's that's in a different game. Uh there's a, a a flying section where you have to fly out of the collapsing cave, which sucks. I wondered. I, I was like, "Oh man!" I'm like, "Do they make you? Do they make you <laughs> fly the carpet? It must they be so sure bad." Do <laughs> good. It's also it's weirdly like padded out for length because it's like there's two parts of the Cave of Wonders, and it's like the the like dark blue shadowy part that's like really deep in the cave, and then like the almost like ruins interior area that's more well lit up at the top and you like fly through the the lower area into the upper area and then back into the lower area so that it can be twice as long it's weird it's not good yeah no i agrabah what happened there i do remember a flying section in kingdom hearts 2 also but i i think it's better i hope it's better it has to be better it sucks anyway uh yeah, they get back. Uh Aladdin wants to go with them to find Jasmine, but they say no because that would be meddling and order or whatever. Uh Sora says he'll find her. And uh Aladdin makes good on his promise. He could use his third wish to get Jasmine back, but he he frees the genie. Yeah. And it's very uplifting and exactly as impactful as in the actual movie. I swear. <laughs> right. It does. This does a weird thing, which is Genie has legs now that he's free. Is that a thing? Is that? Oh yeah, that's it. that's in the movie. Weird. Freedom is yeah, because having... he's always he's always got like the little ghosty tail. Yeah. Uh, when he comes out of the lamp. But yeah, no, he does get he does get legs at the end of the movie. Okay. Weird. I didn't. Alrighty. They look uh... bad. Yeah, look bad. He doesn't look good with the legs. Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Aladdin shows feet this whole time. Oh, oh my god. Oh my well, god. I almost fucked up feet. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Again, all the characters showing feet are the ones who I feel like it would be the most painful for them. Yeah, running around like in the sliding desert, sliding down, sliding down trees, walking around on the hot desert sand. Yeah, I mean, they. You know, Tarzan has an excuse. He's in the jungle, and I guess I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with Agrabah. I just don't know people. No, other people have shoes. Aladdin just doesn't have shoes. Okay. Yeah, get him Get him a nice pair of desert slippers or whatever they wear in the desert. Yeah. I. You know, I lived in a desert, but it was Arizona, and I just wore uh, Nikes. Yeah, I guess I technically live in a desert now, and I just wear, yeah, Clarks, I guess. Um, okay, so get get him some of those. <laughs> some then. Clarks. Um, yeah, another thing, doesn't it seem like the existence of the genie feels like it presents like issues to the universe of kingdoms, kingdom hearts, which I guess they would never care about, but like, he's technically all powerful, right? Like, <laughs> can't he just solve I, all these problems? I am so glad that you picked up on that 
because that is a very interesting thing about the world that we're just going to have to uh, put another pin in that bad oh. boy. Alrighty. Okay. Not not specific to Genie, but the idea of like people in particular worlds with powers that feel like they might sort of overflow from their own world into others. Hmm. Yes. Good good catch and definitely keep that in mind for later. Alrighty. Um but for now, uh we don't need to worry about it because the only way that it manifests is that Genie becomes a useless garbage summon for Sora. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Uh we get a little a little cutscene with Hades uh and uh Maleficent uh griping about like what what is he, he's like, oh you know, Jafar probably could have had them if somebody had helped out and it's it's Riku he's talking to. Mm-hmm. And Riku says, hey, I kidnapped the princess for you. Isn't that enough? Yeah, I mean, he's that was my... full bad. It, it was what I had guessed had happened, but yeah. Um... He's, he's, he has become a villain so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, there's, there's darkness, you know. He's yeah. being manipulated, but my God, Riku, well, come on. Well, this is where we find out really why he's doing it. Um, because his wish is to see a little doll of Kyrie. <laughs> Riku, here, here it is. You've been, you've been asking. It's a little hologram of Kyrie on a tiny projector. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's more after that, but that my first thought was like, this was his wish. Just a little. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, he was actually trying to get the lamp so that he could wish to see a little hologram of Kyrie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Maleficent basically says, fuck Jafar, he got what was coming to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they show him, uh, the Kyrie hologram, uh, they do say, hologram aside, they do say that they have Kyrie, the actual physical being of Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fucking Captain Hook walks out, and he's, he's like, uh, your vessel is wait, his fucking voice, I don't remember Captain Hook from the movie. I don't think I- he sounds like that. I don't think I watched Peter Pan very many times as a kid, but Jesus Christ, literally all I wrote down in my notes is Captain Hook walks in and says, hee-haw, which is how it felt to hear his dialogue. That's correct. Yeah, he, he's from a different, he's from a different game entirely. <laughs> he is. He definitely, it is, it is interesting that they, they took all of the, like, schemiest Disney villains and they put them all together Maleficent and Jafar and Hades are all like rubbing their hands together and being being plotty mm-hmm. and then Captain Hook comes in and he's just like oh Smee he's like I've got I've got a boat I've got a boat <laughs> is that damn crocodile out there no <laughs> yeah it's not really the same same level for sure uh riku just kind of ignores him and it's like uh okay you've you found Kyrie. what's what's the catch and <laughs> maleficent is like oh dear boy you're like a son to me have i not mentioned that at some point i for real though seriously get on the boat yeah i am glad that riku's kind of like no i don't well he's like fine but I, I see through you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's... 
Oh, oh no, yeah, she she's like, oh, you're like a son to me. Also, you better fucking keep your end of the deal, kid. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, okay, this is where uh, I have written down the Ansem report. I'll just read it, and we can we can ruminate on it. I think okay. this one is it's it's less lore, more just like prologue. But here it is. Much of my life has been dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. That knowledge has guarded this world well. Not a soul doubts that. I am blessed with people's smiles and respect. But though I am called a sage, there are things I do not understand. I believe darkness sleeps in every heart, no matter how pure. Given the chance, the smallest drop can spread and swallow the heart. I have witnessed it many times. Darkness of the heart. How is it born? How does it come to affect us so? As the ruler of this world, I must find the answers. I must find them before the world is lost to those taken by the darkness. Mm-hmm. We, we lear- we're learning a little bit about Ansem. He's, he's the ruler of whatever world the Final Fantasy men came from. Not, again, not, not too much in the way of, like, lore building. Just, just sort of introducing the character of Ansem. So we will learn more about him next time we find one of these. So I thought I had, you know, like, there... Okay. So it makes sense, I guess, that, you know, Sora's kind of a Final Fantasy man, but he's not really. He's not from a Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ansem is not from Final Fantasy, as far as I know. No. Um, so it makes sense, like, there's a world... Like, Sora and Riku are from a world full of Final Fantasy folks, I guess but aren't from Final Fantasy game. But then there's... Oh, okay. Hmm. I guess it's just weird to me that Final Fantasy characters don't apparently have worlds like the Disney worlds. Um, As in, like, there's not, like... Cloud isn't from Midgar. And right. And Squall and friends aren't from Balam Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, apparently... Apparently, if you're a Final Fantasy character, you just... You probably are from, like, maybe one or two worlds. Well... That is a very interesting question that there is an answer as to when Leon and Sid say, like, nine years ago, our world was destroyed by Heartless and Maleficent. We will find out what world that is, but I personally believe that there is still a question of, is that where they originally came from, or is it sort of like Traverse Town in that it's like they got they lost their own worlds and came to exist in this world together. That's a question that the series has not really raised, but it's a question that I think is interesting to consider. Yeah, I, think- I personally believe that they do come from their own Final Fantasy worlds specific to them, but that is not something that the game has ever addressed. Yeah, because they seem to have memories from the things that they did in their games, and... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it, it. there's two possibilities where it's like, yes, like, Cloud and Aerith and Sephiroth, like, they all had their history with, with each other in this one particular world that's that exists in Kingdom Hearts, or they all came from their own world... And then they eventually found themselves here. Yeah. That is something that I definitely intend to talk about in the future. But at this point, it's sort of just a, uh, I don't know. Yeah, clearly this this game actually spends way more time with Disney stuff than Final Fantasy stuff. So, yeah, we're not. Yeah, and I 
I truly want to believe that that will change, but it hasn't yet. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I think there's really interesting possibilities with the Final Fantasy stuff, uh, and I'm worried that Disney might just be too too in control to allow any of it to happen. So we'll see. Okay. Did you in in theater mode? Did you get the uh, more Traverse Town here? Uh, I think it just cuts right to Pinocchio being like, hi, I'm here. He's, he's like on the floor in Sid's shop. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which there's something here that really bothered me genuinely, which is that, uh, Pinocchio is like, th- this is actually an optional cutscene. Like you can completely miss this if you don't hmm. go back to Traverse Town. Oh, uh, here, but Pinocchio is like on the floor of Sid's accessory shop and he I think he's like pretending to be asleep. I think. Oh no, he he's like he's like cowering. I think he's like hiding. Yeah. But next to him, there's like an item cube, like enemies would drop in the game. Oh. And and he he tells Jiminy he's like, oh, I'm just I'm just playing hide and seek, and you know his nose grows. And then Jiminy's like, what's that on the floor? And he's like, oh, uh. It was a present that someone gave me, and his nose grows. We never fucking find out what that item is, and it it ugh. I it guess he can't was just matter, but I'm just like stealing from Sid. I guess. I guess so. Just like as the player, I'm just like, what is the item? I I want to like end the cutscene and then pick it up or something, but just when the cutscene ends, it's just gone. Oh my god, it kills me. <laughs> that's that's coming up in Kingdom Hearts Four. What did Pinocchio have? May, uh, that's the hundred acre book, and he's the one that put it in the backpack. Oh shit! What a troublemaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they basically are like, okay, we need to help him find Geppetto. Uh, and then they then they get Vord. Yeah. <laughs> I did think it was cool, Monstro just being in space and like, yeah, kind of like flying out and getting them. Yeah it it is it is very cool. I. I remember being very like freaked out as a kid. I was like, "What the? That can happen?" Yeah, because you think. But, I assume that it like sets it up like you're flying to their planet or something, and then monsters just there, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's like you target the next world, which I think is Atlantica, and mm. on your way, you get eaten by Monstro, which is a it's a cool way of doing it. I'm just going to say there is almost certainly no lore explanation for how Monstro is able to swim around. <laughs> Like this in outer space. That's fine. Just just gonna reassure myself that that can't possibly matter. Uh oh, we get uh we get another unvoiced final mix cutscene here when Sora is like being digested or whatever. Oh yeah, right. Yes, it's just that it's them finding the door as kids, right? Yeah, I think I think this is probably the first time that they go into the cave on the Destiny Island, Sora and Riku. Uh oh yeah, because when they go in, there's no like drawings on the walls. Yeah, um, they're, they're little kids. Yeah, yeah. We we get a little more of that that dynamic between the two of them, where uh, where Sora's like, oh, I I I heard this monster in the cave, and Riku's like, I think Riku is kind of like being the more mature one, and he's like, oh, Sora, there's no monster, but but like I'll I'll come protect you in case there is. Yeah. Um. And no, it's just it's just the wind. But they see the big wooden door for the first time, uh, and Riku says, "Yeah, our island is fucking boring. We should 
we should go and leave it at some point because there's nothing nothing happening here. I have to say, I don't think that would be my reaction if I was a child and I found a door in <laughs> what otherwise looked like just like a natural cave. <laughs> I think... Oh, I, you think you might perhaps try to open it? I think I might try to open it. I think it might be the only thing I would ever think about ever again as a kid <laughs> until I opened that door. Do they... Oh, they do try to open it, I think. They do, but, like, I think I'd be like, I gotta open that door. Yeah. Mom, I can't come down for dinner. I have to go back and open that door. Yeah. It's like everyone's favorite part of Lost, where you gotta open the hatch. Oh, boy. That's when Lost was still good, though. Kinda, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere, but it was good. <laughs> you know, uh, they they have tools. They're fashioning wood into swords. Why can't they fashion a door into an open door? Or just try a little bit more, but no, it's just boring. <laughs> that's fine. There's no there's no handle or anything in their defense. Yeah. yeah For all true. they know, it's just a big plank of wood that's glued to the wall. <laughs> I guess so. I just want to know more, but I guess that's the difference. The difference with the only difference between me and Sora is that I I think mysterious doors are cool, right? Other than that, you are wearing your red onesie <laughs> jumpsuit. You've got your big yellow shoes on. Yeah, zippers on zippers on zippers. Uh, on their way out of the cave, they they talk. This is this is the fucking cutscene that I mentioned that I I have I had no memory of it, and that's because I have only played Final Mix once. Uh, mm. This is where they talk about. Uh, like, oh, did you did you hear there's some new girl at the mayor's house? And that's <laughs> that's Kyrie. Just yeah, real thrown off bit of dialogue. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really I guess the only reason they added this to Final Mix was just to sort of further establish the idea that Kyrie like showed up at one point. And and I think to maybe build a little bit more of Riku and Sora as friends, too, because you really haven't had that much of it. And the most important thing, which genuinely I think did bother me as a kid playing the original version of the game, the fact that the door in the cave, like you can't, you just like can't really do anything with it, and Sora doesn't seem concerned. Apparently, it's because he's tried very hard to get it open, and he just knows that it won't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, I'll accept that. Fine, thank you. Final mix cutscene. <laughs> uh, Sora wakes up from his flashback to find. <laughs> Pinocchio is like throwing more like gameplay style item boxes at Donald off of a ledge. Yeah, that was very weird. He's what does he do? Oh, he's going through a treasure chest and he's looking for like a gummy block, I think is what he's doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh so he he take he takes this gummy block to Geppetto who is also here inside of Monstro's mouth. Uh he's he's in the middle of talking to them about what a wonderful, inquisitive little boy Pinocchio is, Pinocchio sees Riku and runs off to follow him down a gullet hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate Monstro. I hate this fucking world. Oh, really? I, I, I thought it looked really cool. In the there's, there's things that I like about it. I like, I really like the music. Actually, rewatching it, I, I really enjoyed the story of it with Riku and Pinocchio and everything. Um... It's just, it's a lot of, like, backtracking mm. in weird, gross, like, purple with nasty spots insides of a whale. I thought that looked really cool and kind of trippy, though. 
the, the walls <laughs> of Monstro, but I wasn't you, playing uh, it, so that's different. I, I certainly didn't enjoy it by the time I was done with it. Uh, that's fair. But uh, yeah, they uh, they catch up to Riku, who is uh, just he's just running around with Pinocchio. They're just they're just having a fun time. But uh, what does he he says something to Sora where he's like, "What are you too cool to play with your friend and a puppet or something like that?" <laughs> yeah, I thought that. It's like, wow, Riku, fucking chill out, man. <laughs> Come play with me and this puppet, Sora. You're not above it. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, now that you have your your fancy new Keyblade, you never want to play puppet games with me. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Final Mix, uh, like 2.2, where we get the scene of them as kids and, and Sora doesn't play with Riku and his puppets. <laughs> Riku, and, Riku, Riku and his... immediately starts like glowing with black miasma. Yeah, Riku and 30 puppets in the cave and Sora's like, this is lame. <laughs> That that's when that's when Riku first tasted darkness. <laughs> Too cool to play with my puppets, is he? <laughs> Just starts charging up. Ah! Uh, yeah. So Sora is like, "Oh, hey, Riku, did you did you find Kyrie?" And he's like, mm, "Maybe. How about you catch me, bitch?" <laughs> and they run down another gullet hole. He is he is being very childish here, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it's. This is a goofy part. I love I love that Riku <laughs> You know, this puppets just bring this out of him. Mm-hmm. He just he just loves playing with puppets. <laughs> just loves pup- yeah, he couldn't help it. He had stuff to do, but he had to play with the puppet first. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie Kyrie is like necrotizing on Captain Hook's ship, and he's like, Yeah, you know, I should probably like embalm her or something, but I just gotta play with this puppet. <laughs> He came to Monstro's stomach to get some ambergris to make the body smell less bad. <laughs> I assumed that she was in some sort of stasis, but I, <laughs> you, maybe you're right. <laughs> she, I may have made up the plot point of Kyrie rotting away. <laughs> we have to save Kyrie before she completely rots. Uh, yeah, so is Maleficent here? Yeah, she like talks to Riku briefly. That's weird. I, yeah, I, I have in my notes the Maleficent is talking to him. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. The Maleficent would go into the whale, but no, she is here. Oh yeah, she's like, like, oh, why are you, why are you playing with with him? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's no friend of yours. And Riku's like, and I, I like this because I actually don't know if if we should take Riku's words at face value, where he's like. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm over him. Like I know he's no friend of mine. I was just messing with him. I yeah. I honestly don't know if he means it or if he's if he's still trying to have fun with his friend. I think he's still trying to have fun. I think he's won't admit it. I too, think he is. He's too cool. Yeah. Uh um, but Maleficent warns him, uh, much like Jafar, you gotta keep your inner darkness in check, or the heartless are gonna try to eat it. Yeah, and this is interesting because it kind of seems like Maleficent well, I don't know if she just thinks he's super useful, but it seems like she actually cares about what happens to Riku more than, like, the other people. You know, this is interesting, and I don't have a definite answer, but in the Character Files book right here, each character has a little, uh, it's like a couple paragraphs, like, story told from their perspective, which is sort of just, like, them, like, narrating a cutscene from their point of view. 
Maleficent's it's hers is kind of weird. It's like skipping around through the timeline of Maleficent in the games, but I it it does kind of seem to suggest that she sees Riku as like a potential like actual protege and not just someone to to use. Right. Which, you know, I mean, she's still using him either way, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think it it does kind of seem like she is actually concerned with his well-being to some degree. Yeah. Like she's not she's not going to be too broken up if if he does end up falling to darkness completely, but she she would like it if he didn't. Yeah, that was the vibe that I got. Yeah, which is it's pretty it's pretty cool. I like I like that for Maleficent. Mm-hmm. I like that she's not just like just like twirling her mustache the whole time. Yeah, I mean she is, but she is, but she has a purpose. It seems like, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sora catches up to Riku and Pinocchio, uh, and he's like, "What? What's the matter with you?" Riku's like, "Oh, you know, I was going to ask you the same thing. It's like, it's like you don't even care about saving Kyrie, as I'm playing hide and seek with a puppet in a whale." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I. It's I. That that's one of those pop points. I'm like, but. So everything Soros told you is he's he's just been trying to find you and Kyrie the whole time. Yeah. Again, this is one of those things that I I have spent a lot of time playing these games and being mad about it. Where I'm like, <laughs> Riku, fucking listen to the words that he's saying. He's like, we have to find Kyrie, and Riku's like, <laughs> it's like he doesn't even give a shit about Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna have to chalk this one up to. Uh, darkness yeah darkness that yeah that's Riku fair. sucks yeah <laughs> he's he's going through puberty in a bad way yeah true and i mean i don't need to be one of those people where it's like oh man the character didn't make the right decision cinemason you know like <laughs> oh no it, not at all but but it's, th- this seems like too much it's yeah it's it's a little a little implausible even even from his own perspective that's the thing from his yeah. perspective what does he think Sora is talking about when he's like, Riku, have you seen Kairi? And in Riku's head, he's like, it has been four days since Sora last expressed concern for Kairi. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, maybe, maybe if we saw it from Riku's perspective, he's just standing there. Sora opens his mouth and just like static comes out. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's darkness, I guess, is a good way to explain it. It is darkness. It's darkness. I feel like you in Kingdom Hearts, if you don't know, it's darkness, kind of like how in a Kojima <laughs> a game. darkness did it. In Kojima game, it's nanomachines. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Pinocchio kind of, like, wanders off on his own and immediately starts calling for help because he's, like, walked into the mouth of a Heartless. <laughs> And this Heartless is just a big Pokemon. Uh, I was I was going to ask, have you played Final Fantasy Nine? I I played like most of it. I don't think I ever finished it. I think that this I'm not sure, but this is like really reminiscent of a uh, of a a boss from early oh. Final Fantasy Nine. Okay, I don't remember it, but I, I think I played- it's like it's like Vivi gets like caught in a little cage thing that this monster has on its head. It's almost exactly this boss. I'm looking at that thing. That thing is a lot grosser than what we got here. Oh, no question. Yeah. <laughs> but they, yeah, uh, this this one looks a lot more like a, a funny friend, but it's yeah. not. Make yeah. no mistake. Uh, yeah, they they fight it. I, they do fight it together, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but then it uh it like jumps down a hole into a worse version of the same boss fight because this time it's like on the ceiling or something oh no sorry that that actually comes up uh a little bit later because what happens is it like spits pinocchio down a hole and Sora and Riku jump in after it. The hole leads back to Monstro's mouth where Geppetto is. And when Sora lands, Geppetto is like begging Riku to give Pinocchio back. We get an iconic line. Pinocchio, please give me back my son. Sorry, old man. I have some unfinished business with this puppet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, excuse me? <laughs> this, this is an interesting point, though that i that i really like that sort of gets back to the idea of like hearts sort of aggregating because of other hearts around them right uh riku points out that it's it's surprising that there is even a puppet with a heart and he's just kind of speculating like i mean if if a puppet has a heart maybe there's a way to get kairi's heart back that we might figure out by studying this puppet yeah, no, it's it's interesting for sure. Yeah. But then it seems uh, like he maybe wants to steal Pinocchio's heart. <laughs> the first time I played, I did think that that was what he meant, but no. He, it would be really funny if, if Kyrie opened her eyes on the pirate ship and she's just like, Golly gee, Riku, what happened to my body? <laughs> Why is my nose so small? Well, so is a heart, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know, like... What would happen if you put someone else's heart in someone else's body? <laughs> oh, man. What indeed. Uh, oh, no. Is that, I, I think I actually kind of know the answer to that already, but we'll see. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, getting, you're getting a little ahead of the games, but uh, boy, boy, will that come up. Okay. Uh, th- this is uh, as good a time as any to just... For, I think this is the first time I've brought this up. There's sort of a... Uh, a three-point system of being in the sort of metaphysics of Kingdom Hearts, which is you got your body, you got your heart, you got your soul. Uh, Okay. So a person's being, like who they are, their personality, seems to be more tied to the soul. So if, if Riku put Pinocchio's heart in Kairi, she wouldn't actually become Pinocchio kind of that's that's a little hazy it's never really been delved into in a lot of detail but uh yeah body heart soul just bear that in mind for a lot of stuff that's going to happen in the in the future uh okay. but for now uh Kyrie does not get uh pinocchioed <laughs> uh the game does become playable actually at this point because sora gets the high jump ability Oh. So the horrible platforming sections <laughs> get a lot easier. That's good. Yeah. Uh, he also gets the useless Dumbo summon gem, and God, I hope we never go to that world. I feel like they can't. There's too much stuff there they can't do. Uh, one would think. One would think. I mean, Sora can't be drunk, and he cannot meet those crows, so <laughs> it's not It's not going to happen. <laughs> But in birth, in birth by sleep, we go to uh, the the Peter Pan racism camp. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, in Dream Drop Distance, we get a lot of the uh, the G word in the Hunchback of Notre Dame world. So, oh, 
Yeah, well, they 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 do. Uh, all right. Well, they do get to a lot of stuff that hasn't uh, aged well. But well, just, no as, Dumbo so far. As long as Sora doesn't do crow face, I'm I'm good with it. I mean, you never know what what the future will hold. They did make that fucking live action Dumbo movie, so anything's possible. <sighs> they also made that live action Pinocchio, and now every time I see Pinocchio, all I can think of is Pinocchio <laughs> shoveling shit into his hands in the street. Did, that came out like last month, didn't it? Yeah. The only thing I know about that movie was uh, this this tweet that I saw. There was like Pinocchio at the carnival or whatever, and just all the ADR children in the background going, root beer, not alcohol. Wow, root beer. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm talking about with him playing with shit in the street? I don't know that. Uh, Well, I'll, I'll find, we'll talk about it later. That, that has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> okay. Uh, So yeah, we go back to Pinocchio, who is not shoveling shit. Uh. Uh, Sora chases Riku into the second boss fight with this thing, uh, which unfortunately is in a nasty stomach room full of glowing green stomach acid that hurts you if you step on it. Yay! Oh, we all love that. Who doesn't love that in a game? Uh, after the fight, Riku is like, you know, Sora, we could work together to save Kairi. And Sora... (laughs) I love that Sora's just like... I mean, he doesn't say this. If I was Sora, I would really be rubbing this in of like, you know, I did uh, offer that. <laughs> I did ask you to come with us. No, I don't. I you, don't think so. I don't, then I don't you remember decided that. To be, then you decided to be evil. <laughs> he does. Uh, Sora does go for a sick burn. And he's like, well, I would go with you, but you don't have a conscience. Unlike Pinocchio, who does have a conscience, and here he is. <laughs> I don't know why he's not like, like, well, unlike you, I have a conscience. And then and then Jiminy would, like, pop out and be like, speaking of which, hey! <laughs> right. Sora just tries way too hard to set that one up. Yeah, right. Jiminy, like, runs over to Pinocchio, who's like, Jiminy, I'm not gonna make it. And then his nose grows, and he brightens up, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm actually okay, which is a pretty good gag. Oh, that's... I... Okay, I did... Okay, that makes more sense. I didn't understand what had happened here. That is good, actually. Okay. Yeah. Monstro's stomach starts hurgling and gurgling. Uh, Riku vanishes, and then Monstro sneezes them out. Problem solved. Perfect. Uh, The last thing we've got for this one is uh, we get a a little scene with Riku on Captain Hook's ship. Uh, Kyrie is here, but she is lifeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maleficent says her heart must have been taken by the Heartless. And uh, if we gather all seven princesses of heart, we will open the door to the heart of all worlds. And I love that Maleficent doesn't even really try to make it sound like, like this will definitely help Kyrie. She's just like, you know, if we find the heart of our, all worlds surely we'll figure out how to fix Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, well, she's like, probably. It seems like you can do whatever, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she gives Riku the power to control the Heartless. Which and, is apparently uh, means covering him in a bunch of farts. Yep. More like the Fartless. Nice. Nice. Oh, here it is. Yep, there he goes. Okay, he's crouching down on the street. There is a 
Is that... Yeah, okay, that is a big pile of shit. I couldn't tell if it was, like, the camera angle was just really zoomed in on it. No, that is a big pile of shit. Yep. There's weird animal people, like, cheering him on. (laughs) Yeah. Is he gonna do it? Oh, okay, he didn't touch it. Yeah. Great. It looks like he maybe did when we weren't looking, though. I don't know. Well, Pinocchio, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you need to do anything with that. Uh, it's uh, been the, a big year for Pinocchio. I don't know if Pinocchio like reached like level one hundred like public domain this year or something. There's been a lot of Pinocchio movies. Did you see they announced like a Pinocchio like Bloodborne style game? Oh yeah, Lies of P. I I am <laughs> I am very excited for Lies of P. It kind of looks legit. No, I think it's gonna be terrible, but I I want to play it. I think it's gonna be badass. It do- uh, it does look pretty badass. Even if the game's not good, it's it'll be hilarious that it exists. I have a lot more respect for Lies of P than I do for fucking Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. What? Do you not know that one? No, no. Winnie the Pooh also went public domain uh, this past year, and someone announced that they're making a horror movie where Pooh is like a serial killer. That stinks. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm all for uh gothic bloodborne retelling of Pinocchio, but <laughs> not a not a fan of what if Winnie the Pooh had a chainsaw. Okay, I'm going to take a quick Liza P uh digression here and you can decide what you want to do with this, but Okay. Um so Liza P, the <laughs> developers have mentioned that lying is a mechanic in the game. And so people are like, oh, so like your nose will get big. They're like, no, we didn't want to do that because he looks very cool and that would make him look less cool. <laughs> so um, his dick gets longer. So they're like, but it has an effect on the game. And people are like, what is it? They're like, we won't tell you. <laughs> and so like, I I think it's going to be like some sort of morality system maybe. But God. that first trailer ends in a thing where a bunch of like Bloodborne punks have a coffin and they tell they tell Pinocchio to get in the box because he's a liar. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think that game's gonna be a huge mess, but I I will play it and I might even. I can't. I can't imagine why it would be good, but I'm really excited for it to exist. Yeah, me too. <sighs> how how is Sora gonna find his way into this? <sighs> yeah, the lights of P World <laughs> will be huge in the next Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Lies of P is actually just going to be the next Kingdom Hearts game. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope not. I hope so. Okay. Slot me up. Fill my my trough, Nomura. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're still... You know what? I did write a theory, uh... But it's, it's too early to really get into it, so I'll just say... Uh, there are some interesting things brought up by the fact that, uh, Maleficent gave Riku a weapon that has that eye on it. I don't know if it will turn out to matter or not, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that eye at some point. I'll look out for it. Keep an, anyway... Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Okay, great. 
Let me let me see what we got next time. I, I know that people have uh, at least one person has started playing along. Oh, that seems like a mistake, but good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. What do we got next? Uh, we got we got Atlantica. We got uh, Halloween Town. Oh. We will uh, go to the Hundred Acre Wood uh, where Pooh will murder Sora with a machete or something. And if we have time, we will also go to Neverland. Nah, Neverland looks long as fuck. Okay. Well, we'll see. This game's longer it's, than I It's thought. hard to know ahead of time, but there it is. Yeah. Who knew there was so much stuff in this game after Agrabah? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just the end of the game. Yeah. I was like, there's no, there's no credits. It just, the game stopped when I took it out of the console and never put it back in. I had to give it back to my girlfriend's little brother. <laughs> Uh, well, that oh, there's a video here. Complete Kingdom Hearts timeline explained. Oh man, it's only an hour and twenty one minutes. What are we doing? Oh, there's no way. They... Okay, nobody watch that. <laughs> Keep listening to this, okay? There's no way that that will give you as good of information as this will. They won't even mention the feet once. <laughs> They're not gonna. They won't talk about the feet. They won't talk about the vor. They won't talk about them getting sneezed out. Which, by the way, nice. Yeah, nice. They won't talk about the fart gas. That's. <laughs> That's because we're the we're the we're the nastiest Kingdom Hearts podcast. <laughs> I don't know how much I like this brand that we're developing. <laughs> hey, welcome to Kingdom Hearts in the morning. Oh, toilet no. toilet flushing sound. Oh no, more like Kingdom Farts. Am I right? Yep. King. Yep. yep. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is more like that, huh? It is more like that. Well, I think that's it for this episode. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> We're going to some dark places. Yeah. Uh so until 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 next time, uh follow us on Twitter at Sounds About Light. I decided not to change it to Sound About Light because I for some reason I think that's worse, even though I actually don't think it's worse. Uh we're on we're on noisespace.xyz where you can find podcasts such as City Girls Make Do, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Tuning Fork. Sonic Shuffle, Diet Coke and Lilith's House of Snacks. Check them out now. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> uh, we're we're just finishing up here. Um, what did you think? Uh, if you if you want to be a real freak, uh, I think we are. God, I had a real time trying to get this on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's a it's a horrible service. Um, mm-hmm. But if you wanted to leave a, a review, that would be nice. Yeah, tell us what you think. Tell uh, us what you think. Maybe don't mention in the review that I said that Apple Podcasts is a horrible service, but... No, give it five stars. Tell them how much we love Apple Podcasts and all their wonderful <laughs> products. All our wonderful products and, um, you know, shout out the Nasty Boys and their Nasty Podcasts. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're we're going to have to clean this, clean up our act next time. But. Okay, I, I totally will. <laughs> People are getting. I'm so I'm so afraid that that anyone will find this podcast who doesn't know us and will think that anything we're saying is sincere. Oh. Like, huh, I guess, because they really like feet. Huh. A, a fan, a fan's a fan. A fan's a fan. I mean, I don't, I don't mind if a listener likes feet. I just want them to know that I don't personally. No, we're, I don't, yeah, we're not, we're not laughing at you. We're well, laughing with ourselves. Laughing with ourselves and. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 
Never mind. I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Until next time, Keyblade. 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 By the way, kid, have we got something special for you? Huh? We had a deal, yes. You help us, and we grant you your wish. Kyrie! Go to her. Your vessel is waiting. Just remember, this is no pleasure cruise. It won't be a pleasant voyage. Why are you doing all this for me? What's the catch? Cat? What's the catch? Silly boy. You're like a son to me. I only want you to be happy. I seriously doubt that. Believe what you wish. But lest we forget, I kept my end of the bargain.